Welcome to the dark forest Jackie and her pals will never bore us Shameless confessions about our obsessions Will make us laugh and smile So let's explore the dark forest And dark down for a while Hi, I'm Jackie Cation. You are about to listen to the dark forest Let's give you the info about it First of all, you know the websites dorkforest.com, thedorkforest.com, if you like a determiner, jackiecation.com, has everything. All my podcasts, including uh, videos of my stand-up, my stand-up schedule, merchandise you can purchase if you would like, and a lot more info than you possibly even need. Let's do the credits. Mike Rickberg sang and produced and composed that song at the beginning of the show. He sang with his wife, Sarah. It's very beautiful. At the end of the program, he sings his version of the Mexican hat dance. That's Mike Rickberg. Vilmos fixes JackieCation.com. He is uh, the web designer over there. And Patrick Brady fixes the audio. And in this case, there's a video intro. Very exciting. Anyway, those are the websites. If you want to support the show, you're doing it already by listening to it or watching it. And Another way is to tell your friends and family, go on iTunes, do a review. Another way is to just give me money. Yeah. You could go use the donate button. You can make it even monthly if you're okay with making things monthly. You do a PayPal monthly. There's a monthly choice on PayPal. The PayPal is a button on the Jackie Cation or the Dork Forest website, and it goes directly to me. Thank you very much. I will use it wisely or foolishly. Your call as well. Now. My email address, Jackie at JackieCation.com, is where you can contact me if you have any questions or concerns and about the Dork Forest. And I do have a Venmo account. It's Jackie-Cation, oddly enough. Another way to support the show is on DorkForest.com and JackieCation.com. There's an Amazon link. And the Amazon link just takes you to Amazon. You order like normal, and it supports the show because you came from JackieCation or DorkForest.com. Very exciting. Other than that, oh, there are, there is a band camp. You can, if you have listened to all the episodes that are free and you need more content, there are several live episodes that are at thedorkforest.bandcamp.com. And those cost me a couple of bucks, so I charge a couple of bucks. There's also a storytelling album there that you can listen to some stories that I did live. And there are 17 free episodes before the Dork Forest was pre-recorded. So the audio isn't very good, but the guests were super funny and fun and dorky. So if you want to do that, go to thedorkforest.bandcamp.com. Other than that, let's see if there are other things that I should be talking about. Possibly uh, the merch. Yeah, if you want to buy merch. The only other thing I want to talk about is the merch. You can get Dork Forest t-shirts. Uh, and you can get stand-up comedy t-shirts. You can get my albums or my DVD over at JackieCation.com slash merch. There's pins. There's a challenge coin. There's a bunch of new things happening over there. Anyway, a lot of information. I think, I don't think I've missed anything, but who cares? Let's get into the show. Hey, it's Jackie Cation. I am uh, in a tiny room in my home, and we're going to try something new. It's a It's a Zoom but not we're hey so here's what I, I literally am going to tell this story gentlemen before i allow the introductions to begin and here it is uh mike kaplan asked hello and welcome to the show mike kaplan 
Thank you. There we go. At Mike Kaplan, MYQ. Uh, Mike Kaplan called and said, hey, I have a, a new album coming out May 8th, which is going to be called AKA. And uh, I'd love to do The Dork Forest. And I have an idea what that'll be about, which is advice columns. Literally the day before, Matt Kirshen. Welcome to the program, Matt Kirshen. Hey, Jackie Kirshen. Hey, hey, Mike Kaplan. Hello. At, at Matt Kirshen, M-A-T-T-K-I-R-S-H-E-N, and at Matt underscore Kirshen on Instagram, uh, said, I, I could do the Dork Forest about advice columns. And I'm like, what? What's happening? No one's ever done a, a dork forest about advice columns. So, can, can, can we? I, I even want to slightly correct that story. Even more specific, because we were, we were having a little Zoom hangout a few days ago. As you've been good about organizing these, I think we've been trying to all do that kind of thing while we're all confined to our homes as a substitute for actually seeing people face to face. And you asked whether anyone wanted to do a dork forest and what your dorkdoms were, and I was like, nah, I can't really think of anything good. And then. My fiance, Harley, went, you're always reading advice columns. Whenever I look at your computer, there's a fairly good chance you're reading one. You could do that. So Holly knew what your dorkdom was, and you did not. And then a day later, Mike Kaplan knew what your dorkdom was, and it was him. And he said that he had some advice for you. Oh, hang on a second. Sorry to interrupt. I just got an alert uh, that my GarageBand recording has stopped. Oh, well, start it again, which is worrisome. Um, Don't be do worried. An, shall I do another? Do, do we want to do another Just time? Start it again and we'll figure it out because we are right. recording the Zoom. That's cool. Uh, do you want to do another time dot I is clap as well, just for safety? Um, no, but you do. And I love you. So we're <laughs> going to totally do that. Uh, okay. At the 15 second mark. Is that right. too soon? I'm ready if you are. I wasn't ready. Okay, <laughs> let's, let's do, do that one at 25. Okay. Perfect. All right. Um, yeah. So here's what I don't know anything about advice columns. Who wants oh. to start? <laughs> Uh, well, Matt, I guess, uh, I'm curious what advice columns you read. I'll, I'll start by just saying a few of the ones that I read and or listen to the podcast version of are Dan Savage's Savage Love or the Savage Love cast, uh, the Dear Prudence column and podcast on Slate. Uh, Captain Awkward is just a, a written, I don't think there is a podcast version of it. I've been reading Nick Cave's The Red Hand Files lately. Oh, uh, that's one I didn't even know about. Oh, yeah. And uh, Dan Ariely, who wrote uh, Predictably Irrational and The Honest Truth About Dishonesty, Social Scientist. He has a column that comes out where he offers people sort of like logical, uh, like statistics-based advice. Uh, so those are, those are a few of mine to start with. Okay, you, you've, got, you've got a greater breadth than I do. I will say Savage Love, I, I used to read every week religiously when it was in the AV Club, and then the AV Club did a big site redesign, and it became substantially harder to find, and I got annoyed and stopped <laughs> doing it. Uh, so it turns out my dorkdom has, is not so adamant and vast and necessary that a slight amount of website navigation won't put me off. <laughs> but what, the, are, what are you reading and listening to? But, but and I, will, I will also sometimes load up his podcasts uh, if I have long car journeys ahead of me. Uh, I'm a big fan of the Dear Prudence podcast. 
particularly, and we can get into this later, but took a while to adjust to the new prudence. And now I prefer current prudence to previous prudence. Sure. No offense to Emily <laughs> Offie. Uh, uh, I did not know about Nick Caves. Uh, Andrew WK had one for a bit that I would read from time to time. And that was fun. And then also, I will occasionally, but I have to ration myself on this because it's so vast and unending that it could be my day gone. But on the amateur side of advice columns, there is a wealth of subreddits on the reddit.com internet website uh, headed headed up by i say the beast of all of them which is the am i the asshole oh yeah i i see am i the asshole pop up on twitter once in a while or other advice columns will link to these but yeah it's it's almost it's impo- i am here's the thing that i i had a conversation about this with my uh girlfriend who i live with rini and she like your partner matt uh reminded me about some things uh, with respect to me, she told me about some of my things uh, to bring up, which is that I am it, a kind of completist in that, like you, Matt, said you will sometimes load up some podcasts to listen to if you have a drive. Uh, yeah. I I do. I, I have listened to every Dan Savage, Savage Lovecast episode, except for the last couple, because I haven't had any drives recently. But I will walk out in the park and listen. I will listen at home if I need to. It is such a nice thing to do while driving because you're like doing one thing with your sight and another thing with your sound. It feels very efficient. Uh, But that's one reason why I also won't start too many other podcasts or go into the realm of a world that's almost uh, unfinishable because I do want to complete everything. Like I do get emails from Slate uh, if every week or more than once a week or however often they come letting me know of new Dear Prudence uh, podcasts and uh, written episodes, written episodes, columns, yep. as it were. And uh, and so I have a, f- if I don't have time to read it then, I'll like, I'll put a, a tab on it. And so I have a, a file, a folder <laughs> in my email for Prudies to read. So I will read all of them over the course of my life until I die. Uh, but uh, so yeah, I'm not, don't, don't worry about me. I'm fine with enough advice columns until right. I die. <laughs> See, this is the danger with Reddit is because if you then get too deep into that, that's like trying to finish Wikipedia. It's just, you could be in a whole world of trouble if you, if you like I, I did again today, there was a, there was a, uh, am I being unreasonable that popped up on Twitter and I linked to it and then I, that was an hour gone of going through the back catalogue and I was like, I need to stop this right now. So, uh, I have a quick question. Uh, yes. So, these are not Dear Abby. Like, it's not, it's Dear Abby, but it's a Dear Abby for the 21st century. So, there's there's columns, but there's also podcasts and then there's Reddit threads. Are there also <laughs> posts? What's happening? Yeah. Well, so, so, so I, Reddit's a kind of, I, I think Reddit is advice column adjacent, where like, like Reddit in general, like things on the internet in general, this is rather than going to one author to get their opinion and maybe sometimes augmented by guest opinion, which advice columnists will sometimes do. They'll be like, hey, this is a bit out of my depth. So I went to this doctor or this psychologist or whatever, and this is their advice. Uh, but this is this is someone putting it out to the Internet. It's on often on Reddit. There is also there there is one uh, 
a similar one called Am I Being Unreasonable, which is on the British Mumsnet website <laughs> that I used to read every so often for fun because partly the questions were ludicrous. And then Mumsnet has recently devolved into a den of transphobia. And so I'm kind of done with that website. But it's... Uh, oh, and also... Arguably, the people at Mumzet who are now in the den of transphobia will be like, well, it's not for you. You're a male non-mum. But, uh, <laughs> but fuck, that was a fun one. Uh, apologies for the swear word just then. Oh, but, uh, swear it up. Uh, but yeah, I, I'd say the Reddit thing is a different thing that touches on the same thing because that's more crowdsourced advice where someone will write in with their, their story. And, and sometimes wanting to be proved right and sometimes genuinely like hey was i in the wrong here but often it, they're hoping to be told no you weren't man you would just you you should have said that to them <laughs> mike yes uh i will also add i don't know if you y'all are familiar with uh, aj jacobs uh he wrote the year of living biblically which is a wonderful funny uh fascinating book where he uh, he does these things that uh, some might call, I think, shtick lit, where he followed every rule of the Bible for a year, oh, uh, or right. he read the okay. Brit- Britannica for a year, or Drop Dead Healthy, where he tried to get every month he focused on a different body part to get it as healthy as possible for the course of two years. And so he <laughs> he has all these cool projects, and one of them was a crowdsourced advice column where I think on Facebook he would get questions and put it to, you know, however many thousands and thousands of fans he had, and then he would compile the best answers. Uh, And another thing like that is uh, the site Quora, which I don't go to all the time, but I still get emails from. How do you spell that? Q-U-O-R-A. It's like a question forum. Right. Quora, I will find myself on just, if I if I ask a question of the internet, Quora is often the first Google result that comes back. But that that's any kind of advice. Like, it's not just, that. that isn't just like, hey, what should I do about my relationship? That's people asking, like, uh, is this battery better than this battery? Or oh, yeah. Like, Consumer well, reports. Yeah, or like, <laughs> why do people hate this politician? Or it'll be stuff like, it'll, there'll, be, there'll be questions like that, and someone will jump on and explain the, oh, yeah. what if, the answer is to that person. If you're looking to get into uh, reading advice columns, Quora, I think, ought not be your first it's too stop. Fast. Yeah. <laughs> I have remembered a few others. By, by the way, The Guardian has one. Uh, the uh, I'm trying to remember which newspaper in the UK has one that's written by Pamela Stevenson, who is mm. comedian, sketch comic, and Billy Connolly's wife turned huh. psychologist and columnist. But uh, that's one I enjoy partly because I often very vehemently disagree with her advice. But what, what are the qualifications of these people? Do they have any? Can oh, I ne- often oh, yeah. next to nothing? <laughs> no, it's just it's just one person's opinion. I will I will say what Dan Savage says when people sometimes he'll have other uh, advice columnists on his podcast for a, a, a I think a segment that he calls like second opinion and they'll each <laughs> tackle the same question sometimes co- questions in his wheelhouse which is more like sex and relationship advice and if they don't do that you know there's a funny they they do a good job but uh, the the reason sometimes he'll have just comedians on and they'll be like, what, what qualifies me to give advice? And he's like, what qualified me? And he gives like the definition from some dictionary is just like, uh, an opinion on what someone should or shouldn't do. Or it's basically just like the only qualification you need to give advice is that someone asked you for (laughs) advice, which, which is a good, and and you've built up a wealth of, you've done it enough times and for so long that people have read your column and then thought, 
hey, I agree with this person's opinion enough to then send that person my letter. Uh, Slate has a few other columnists as well that also are advice columns as well. So it's not just the Dear Prudence column. They also have one called Care and Feeding and one called Ask a Teacher. And Oh, yeah. They're, they're all essentially advice columns, but with slightly more specific remits. There, there's also ask a manager. I know the ask a manager person gets like cited. Like they all kind of, it seems like know each, the way that comedians know each other. I feel like advice columnists, I don't know if they have like festivals or anything like we do, like <laughs> just for laughs, advice column style. But uh, yeah, they, I do think that like Ann Landers and Dear Abby were sort of like, you know, the like diehard as to action movies as those folks are to advice columns. I think Dan Savage even purchased, I think, Dear Abby's desk. And so he writes from her desk. And the way that he conceived his column to begin with was originally kind of a joke where he's like, I'm gay and there haven't been gay advice columnists. So when gay people have written in to the straight advice columnists, they would get not the best, you know, answers sort of curated for them. It would be like straight people sometimes berating gay people. So he's like, I want to berate straight people. So, (laughs) but then it, it kind of got serious uh and he's like well i guess i if people are actually coming to me with information i will offer them information and i think he is also somebody who is good certainly now at having guests if somebody asks a question about camming he'll have like a a cam person on or if somebody asks about a trans issue he'll have a trans person on to as a as a guest uh yeah a question of race he'll have like i know various comedians like i think he's quoted like joel kim booster when there was an issue that came up about uh something relating to an asian something or other uh and i will say this about dan savage is that uh the only interaction the only reason i know his name is i think i i think i've seen his name around but the only time an interaction i had with him is someone sent him i think it was audible had um one of my bits and it was this bit about how andy and i Andy explaining that I didn't that that um, that I didn't have any expectations of him as a boyfriend, and then me telling him what my expectations were, and then him saying back that it was that those were roommate expectations and not <laughs> boyfriend expectations, and then so that they Audible played that joke for Dan Savage, and then Dan Savage was like, "Well, those are actually," and he got kind of serious, and he was like, oh, "Those wow. are actually how relationships should work," and I was like. Mm, did you miss the the joke part of that? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm actually quite happy with <laughs> the roommate expectations, for they are also real. But that's the only thing I know about Dan Savage. I wanted to ask each of you, Matt. Let's go with you first. I love the fact that you both know what the hell each of you is talking about. It's kind oh, of exciting yeah. for me. I, I would say that. I mean, like Dan Savage and also Dear Prudence are fairly mainstream columns. Like they're they. I, I don't want everybody. I, yeah, I don't want to like you know falsely represent that I'm like oh I know, <laughs> but no no but you no, are you don't just, know who I the know. Uh, <laughs> you don't know who's the columnist for the Reading Evening News. <laughs> You know, well, it's, it's, I don't even. Or, I've never even heard of Prince. So. It's uh, by the way, funded extra fact in the UK they're called agony aunts or uncles, and I don't believe there is currently a term for uh, if there is a non-binary advice column. Oh, that's mm. awesome. Well, here's my uh, here's my question. What uh, Matt Kirshen? What yes. are some of your favorite kinds of questions that are asked? I I, I will I will tell you my favorite category or my my favorite. Oh. <laughs> my, well, my favorite thing that happens in an advice column, and this also sort of 
uh, tallies with what I was saying earlier about the subreddit. And I don't know what this says about me or what it is that I want to get out of an advice column. But far and away, my favorite thing in any advice column is when someone writes in asking for advice and they get told that they are a bad person and they are the one who has entirely caused the situation and they need to apologize. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if I may jump in, that is, it's not the only thing I love, but that is 100%. There was in fact a Dan Savage, like that was so beautiful. He wrote it, it, if you only looked at the words without understanding, like he was basically telling them sarcastically that they were doing everything right, but just in mirroring back what they had said in, because here's the thing is, when you're reading these, most people, even if the person is, quote unquote, in the wrong, if the person is like less compassionate than the other person or hasn't thought from the other person's uh, position or perspective, like most people uh-huh. writing in or at least doing their best to make themselves appear to be the hero. And right. <laughs> then once in a while, they will say things that like we're like, how how is the blind spot this big that you that this is what you're saying and you think that the ant they'll be like how do i be the worst person you're like well let me yeah. help you with that yeah. there's a fairly fairly well-known prudence one that they had a couple of years ago now that does the rounds fairly frequently about and i'm sure mike would have read it about the the person who wanted to who was annoyed at children from poorer neighborhoods trick-or-treating in oh yeah (laughs) coming to their neighborhood to trick-or-treat and they were like we live in a nice residential area we're not we're we're personally not super rich but we do live in an area with a lot of wealthy people and we've noticed that at halloween families from poorer neighborhoods have been bussing in uh and we just think it's you know this is the wrong thing and that was a particularly fun one because obviously, <laughs> like even from even the the premise, right from the premise, you're like, oh, they're oh, they're gonna I get a shit kicking. Why did they write that down and put a stamp on it or email it? How did they? What did? What was their process to say? I'm gonna submit that. That's amazing. They, yeah, <laughs> uh, they don't uh, listen to or read enough uh, advice column podcasts, and <laughs> yeah. I I will I will say that I call that uh, the trickle down or treadle down uh, <laughs> economics problem, and uh, yeah, it's I I will also just jump in jumping back a little bit to uh, the fact that Matt and I do have like some of the same like language and information about this world. It's kind of like it. I can't say if it's an exact parallel, but imagine some people are comedy fans and they might you might not be surprised to be like, oh, I've heard of Matt Kirshen and Jackie Cation and Mike Kaplan. Oh, yeah, they all kind of know each other. They're comedians who've been doing it a while. Uh, But if somebody's not a comedy fan at all, they might know Kevin Hart, you know, they might know only Jerry Seinfeld. But then they're like, I'm I don't know who like we are the Dear Prudence and Dan Savages of comedy Uh, (laughs) because they're not hugely famous but they are within that community hugely famous right yes like kevin dear abby is kevin hart for sure or dane cook uh but but yeah yeah that's a fair point actually because i i I don't read dear abby but dear abby is like the sort of archetypal like it's the it was my reference for sure yeah. Right. It, it's it's even the it's the one that's gone to it's the sort of platonic ideal of advice column. It was the one that was syndicated <laughs> across so many newspapers for so many years, and I, 
I'm sure, I don't know how many Dear Abbeys there's been. I think Dear Abby might have been passed down from the original Abby to her daughter, maybe. Yes. Am I right about that? I, I believe that is so, like a Gallagher 2 type situation. Yes. Also, I think the correct plural might have been Dears Abby rather than Dear Abby. Passers by. Yes. If I may, I one other column that I remember now, actually two from the New York Times. Roxanne Gay had one in the New York Times for a little bit. Uh, okay. Might still periodically. And then there's one weekly that I read there called The Ethicist, which has been different people over the years. Yes, Jackie? Well, uh, Maria Bamford uh, read that once and it made her change how she paid people or something. Like it actually affected her life. M- Maria Bamford once might have paid me more than she needed to because of that then. I think right. I opened I- for her <laughs> once in uh, New York and D.C. in a weekend. And one of the, they told me I would get a certain amount of money. And one of the places gave me some money. And the other place said, Maria will pay you directly. And then Maria sent me a check for more money than both of the shows were supposed to be for. And I wrote to her and I was like, do you know that one of the shows paid me? And and she said yes. Yeah. Uh, much of my income three years ago was entirely Maria Bamford. And she was uh, paying me three times what she was. Because uh, I have opened for Maria since 2001. When uh, right before, I think it was right after her Burning Bridges album came out. Mm-hmm. Which was called that because uh, her agent sent her on the road and when she had 30 minutes of material and when she, at the end of that year, she had 45 tight, but, um, but in the beginning of that year, she did not, ah. and, uh, <laughs> there was trouble. But so in 2001, she was like, I want to do the road, but could you come with? And I said, yes. And so we made an agreement and it was back when, you know, she was only making, you know, low headline money and I would get feature money and then we would split the room. And we learned how to live in different corners of hotel rooms. It was quite nice. Anyway, but when she got the Lady Dynamite show, she was overpaying me. And Rangers of the Dork Forest have heard me talk about this. Like three times regular low headline money. Oh, I think and, I think multiple people could do a Dork Forest uh, where their dorkdom is the generosity of Maria Bamford. <laughs> For sure. And oh, then yeah. when... When the Lady Dynamite didn't get renewed, she was like, oh, I don't think I can afford to bring you on the road anymore. And I said, or you could just pay me fair again and not overpay me. And she was like, oh, but I think you deserve that. And I said, and she kept saying that it was, it was, she didn't know, she didn't know. And and, and I was like, I would rather have some money than no money. And the second thing is you're never getting that hundred grand back. How about that, Maria? And, uh, and that made, and that sort of took her out of it. But I think she read that the ethicist. What are are they really just? Is it money? Is it morality? What is it? Yeah, I, I would say like sometimes it's like a professor writing in about something that they learned about a student that, or it could be a parent overheard something about their child's, uh, you know, identity that they're like they didn't consent for me knowing this, and it's. It's there's a there's a huge range there. Like it's yeah. it is more because it's the New York Times. I've read the ethicist a bit and it is very as the title suggests, it's much less like, so they said this and they said that, and what's the right thing to do? It's more like, well what what do you think is the morally justify what would the philosophers say in this situation <laughs> is the correct path uh 
<laughs> yeah. and the I, correct path. I, I was. This is not from an advice column, but this uh, in the one thing that ch has changed my behavior from reading. This was actually an essay that Stephen Fry wrote, but it was uh, on his. It was a blog he wrote a while ago, and he mentioned uh, a conversation he had with John Cleese that has, and that. Uh, and that has affected how I deal with the public in a certain way. So he described a situation after some charity show that Stephen Fry and John Cleese were both on, and an audience member said, like, complimented him after the show, and he did that sort of uh, abashed English, she sort of like, well, yeah, like uh, I was rubbish, I was terrible, <laughs> you can't say that. But, you know. And afterwards, John Cleese took him aside and said, what you just did there was rude. You think you think you are being polite right now by playing down a compliment, but to approach a celebrity or approach anyone who's been performing takes a certain amount of bravery, and also they are giving their opinion on your art, and to then effectively negate that compliment is to tell them that they are bad at evaluating this art form, and they, what they did lacks value. And that's... And uh, that really, like, that, that's something, because I know I've done that, and, and since then, I'm, you know, far from celebrity, but I'm someone who is on stage and has performed and done these things and has people who tell me that they like my thing, and I've always made a, I've always remembered from that moment on to take, to take a compliment graciously, or even a non-performance compliment. Did? I think the same is true if someone says, like, I like that shirt, or whatever, like, anything, to, to graciously take a compliment is a nicer thing to do to the compliment giver than to try to act uh, uh, to humble, to, to throw in some false, false or even genuine humility is ruder than to accept that compliment. Can I, uh, I agree 100%. Uh, and I, I learned that lesson from Jesse Joyce, the comedian who maybe uh, some of us know. Uh, I do know Jesse Joyce. Very funny. He is a wonderful. He's writing for Kimmel these days. He was yeah. writing for At Midnight, and he's he's one of those people who pops up on the credits for a lot of award shows as well. Oh, that's and he's and, a, and roasts and, and such. And so, yeah. yeah, he's a he's a joke beast. He used to travel with uh, Geraldo back when that was uh, more fortunately yeah. possible. Which but, also uh, yeah. I think is that's how he got into the world of the roasts as well. Yeah. I think Geraldo brought him on as like, hey, this guy's really good at giving and his you name jokes. Is Jesse Joyce. Jesse yeah. Joyce. Okay, and, everybody look for that guy because he sounds oh, great. Yes. So he, uh, years ago, we were, we'd been to a festival or two together. We were friendly acquaintances, uh, not the closest friends, but very friendly. And I had just taped my, my half hour Comedy Central special in 2009. And I think I saw him a little bit after and he said, hey, something probably simply as congratulations on your special. How did it go? Uh -huh. And I, I heard that. And then I probably hemmed and hawed for a long time. And like the short answer is it went well. Uh, and the longer answer for like personal friends would have been like oh there were a few moments where I was like a little nervous or I stumbled my words but they said you could go back and edit so I could I did that and actually it was a little more even endearing to the audience because then they felt like they were in on this thing and I think it turned out like probably the best possible so those mistakes and then I feel like Jesse waited patiently for however long that was and then at the end <laughs> said you know you you could you could just say thanks. And I was like, oh, yeah, you're totally right. And then I talked for another 10 minutes and then just said thanks. Uh, so 100%. Yeah. 
Jackie. How to, well, those are things to learn too. I mean, and and have you learned anything, Mike Kaplan, from an an actual advice column that you were doing incorrectly? Uh, great. Is question. that common enough? Uh, I will say first. I'll also say one time when I met Dan Savage, uh, just on this topic, I saw him do like a book reading, and I went up to him to have it signed, uh, and I said to him something like, "You are like a hero of mine." And he uh, did the thing that we've learned not to do, and he, he was like, <laughs> "Oh, uh, you need better heroes." And uh. so I, I do think that one of the hardest things to do in in life in general, or especially when it comes to like knowing what to do or knowing what others ought do is even if you have a clear mind of like what other people what would be best to do what you would do if you were them it's so difficult to apply that in your own life so one thing that I do sort of like meta like in general is if I think if I have advice for someone I think oh am I doing that can I apply myself to that like I think even just having the idea, the name of am I the asshole, be like to really consider like, is it possible that it's me? Because I think I was raised by a, a culture, a society, a family who like, you know, centered my, you know, straight white male uh, me experience. And so like I would go into things being like, surely I can't be the asshole, uh, <laughs> which is the most assholish thing. Uh, right. I, and I think we're, we're all blinkered when it comes to that, because it's very as evidenced by the number of people who will write into a Prudence or a Savage or whatever and then be berated. Like every, people who've read these columns for years and then will just go like, uh, I need to know how to deal with this neighbor of mine. And they will go, well, the way you deal with this neighbor of yours is to send them a bunch of flowers and apologize profusely <laughs> for what you said to their kids. <laughs> oh, that's I awesome. Will, I will in uh, before we get further on to things that I've learned, which I hope that I will come up with. Uh, but to answer <laughs> other kinds of questions that I like, uh, like sometimes there will be questions about weddings and sometimes there'll be questions about birthdays. And so one of my I feel like pr this happens in Prudence a lot uh, to the point where Daniel uh, M. Lavery, who is dear Prudence these days, will not. Uh, probably print as many as he gets. Uh, but uh, every once in a while, it's like a, a grown-up person who is upset that other grown-up people are not making the same large amount of deal uh, that they would like them to make for their birthday, sometimes without them having even been told that they would like them to make this large amount of deal. And wow. Like, or so, it's the other yeah. one where it's like they're a sibling and they're the one writing in going like, my sister just blew up because uh, I named my child the same thing oh. that her childhood toy is. E and exactly. That's stolen. There's a oh lot of God. name stealing. That comes up a lot in Prudence for some reason. People seem to think that the number of times that Prudence and or other columnists have to be like, name stealing is not a thing and you can't reserve a name that you hadn't actually told anyone you wanted to and now your second cousin has chosen that name for this their and, daughter uh, similarly uh every once in a while there i think this might be, might have been one recently is i got engaged three years ago and we had a very long engagement planned and we have our wedding date set for two years from now but then in the meantime a year later my sister got engaged and they set the wedding for before ours so yep. and now you... she's stealing my moment <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh my god, that's banana land. So, uh, so there, I, there is a certain, I think, in general, some of the some of the pleasure from reading these columns. There is a, there is definitely a certain amount of smug superiority that you get to have reading this. Like, and a, and a, 
I should oh, okay. check my, you know, I, I won't deny that there's not just from the I'm who uh, the one where they get told that they're asshole, but then sometimes you're like, holy crap! So your boss said that you get there is a certain amount of, you know, the same the same joy that people get out of watching reality shows where right. obviously they've cherry-picked the moment where this person is being absurdly unreasonable or there's a moment of big drama or even, you know, there are really heartwarming ones or really sad ones. You know, it, it's the same as I think the joy people get out of reality TV where there is it does run through the... The, the whole spectrum of or various spectra of human emotions and people needing to be comforted or people needing just to be reassured. Well, that's cool. Yeah, I will add, uh, I think this is something that I have learned not only from advice columns uh, and not necessarily from a specific one, but in life along like with uh, my girlfriend and I were having a conversation uh, like sometimes I will read a Dear Prudence out loud to her. We'll discuss what our answers would be and then we'll read. And sometimes sometimes it's like I have no idea what I would do in this situation. And I'm very glad that I am not oh. the person that they're coming to, though. That, of, that's yeah. definitely uh, some of the other. Yeah, that's definitely another pleasure from the column is like you read the question and it's almost like it's like puzzle time now. It's like, OK, hit pause. I'm going to think about my answer and then I'll turn to the back page of the puzzle book to see if I was right. <laughs> and and one of the things that is valuable uh, for me to remember is that, for uh, you know, in our own lives, we can only, if we can control anything, we can control our own actions, our own perspective, our own impressions, if anything, if we can do that. Uh, we, we can't make and somebody best. else. A, oh, yeah. yeah. You can't certainly can't marionette, you know, ventriloquist somebody else into doing what you want, where sometimes people ask the question of like, what can I do to make this person behave reasonably? And very often the answer is that can't be the the goal or the question like sometimes the question like in captain awkward a lot uh there'll be questions about like family ver like uh, you know family of origin chosen family you know biological versus logical and being like my parents treat me like this whenever i talk to them or see them what do i do and sometimes the answer is like well maybe talk to them and see them less or tell them if they talk to you like that then you will hang up the phone or leave the room or leave the house and so so for me, it's remembering like in my own life, you know, if somebody somebody else does something, my girlfriend sort of brought this to me. It's like, you know, if it's raining outside, you can't and you have to go outside or if you're outside and it's raining, if you have an umbrella, great. If you don't, you're getting wet and you can either be however you feel about it. You can be upset, uh, <laughs> but you can't make it not be raining by being upset. Right. Uh, and so for I, if somebody comes to me for advice, like, or if somebody comes to an advice column, you know, sort of like, I guess it's like porn in a way that maybe you're like, ooh, it's like point of view. Like now I'm the advice columnist for a second, <laughs> but but not really. Like the the mess is somewhere else for real. But uh, the it's addressing like there might be so many characters in the story, but really the only person like to focus on is the person asking the question and what they can do, what, what they can say, what they can reasonably expect, like how they can adjust their behavior, regardless of like not worrying about the outcome. Like hopefully you'll get the outcome that you want, but you get to decide what you do in your own life, regardless of what the outcome is going to be, because you can't control what other people are going to do or how they react. So do you, think that that's a through line from for every single advice column is just like 
you actually can't change the actions of someone else. You have to only change your own reaction to that. I don't, I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure I agree that that's the, the through line for all of them, but... It's no, it's definitely it's yeah. definitely a common theme is that like sometimes you can change your 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 behavior or, or your reaction and fix it and sometimes it is just like a I'm really sorry you're in this situation <laughs> you're not the one in the wrong but you're oh, just okay. going to have yeah. to suck it up for a while like for example you know if, if sometimes there'll be a sort of a kid who who is LGBTQ or something and is stuck living with their parents still and they and sometimes the advice just has to be look I think you might have to stay semi-closeted right now or something like that until you can get to safety or until you can get to financial independence there is, you know sometimes there is a device along those lines and it's it's more of just a kind of reassurance of like we're here for you and there are resources for you but and, just and stay, stay strong it, it in the meantime better kind of thing oh yeah yeah which which is it, by the way gets, started by dan savage and his husband the yes. it, gets, oh, okay. it gets better movement and uh sometimes dan will uh sometimes the advice is I wish you hadn't had done that, you know? I yes. Like, somebody will write oh. in and be like, so, I had a kid with a person, we got married, and they are treating me in this way. And we're like, oh, well, I wish you could go back five years, not do all of that, but, yeah, you know, and not have moving forward. forward. Yeah, um, totally. The, another situation I, I can say as well where oh, they have to ahead. kind of suck it up is sometimes it... Sorry, go, go for it. I, I was just going to say, um, like, or if they're stuck in a job that they can't, that it's too difficult to find a new job or leave right now, but something horrible has happened with their boss. And again, it's often the same advice. It's like, this sucks. Your boss is a bad person. <laughs> but right now, you're just going to have to keep coming to work and then offloading on your friends later and just keep, stay strong. I'm sorry. I, I see a certain number of themes, though, which is kind of interesting uh, because it's not all... It's it's not all, you know, my sister-in-law is a pain in the ass, but it can be that. And it's not it it's it's and the answers are not by rote. They're not stock. They they get more personal than I think. Yeah, and I think that I thought that they weren't quite so attentive. I like how attentive that they seem to be. Yeah, I I I think so. I think the better writers are and the better it's one of the reasons I'm I'm a fan of I I think the the current dear prudence for example because I think Daniel is just a very empathetic person, but also oh, very witty. He was one of the found co-founders of The Toast, if you ever read that website. Yeah, I did. And uh, just, uh, he went by another name back then. He's a trans man. Uh, okay. But, um, like, it's, it, it's witty and smart writing as well, but also oh, yeah. uh, quite, quite empathetic and thoughtful. Um, I will say one of my favorite, favorite is a weird word for this particular letter because it was a very sad letter, but it was a, a savage love letter of the day from a few years back where uh, a gay woman who had been expelled by her very religious Baptist family, uh, basically cast out just on the day of her graduation and was writing for help because... Her parents or her family, her aunt and uncle, had summoned her back to the fam to the family. She was thinking there might be some kind of reconciliation, and in fact, it was here is a gay nephew, take him. And it was it was this this woman writing to Dan Savage, going like, I am I don't I don't know what to do. I don't know how to cope. There is I 
I've made my own life and I've made my peace with the fact that this is not my family anymore. But now this broke me seeing the hate in these people. And there's a kid who's relying on me. And that that wow. one, Dan's response was, I think, with her permission, was to just open up the comments on this letter to have a bunch of people reassure her and just tell her that she's an awesome person and give her strength. And then and some other people wrote in with some practical advice as well about the legal Right, situation right. about like hey you can claim child support and you can do these certain legal things that oh, but mostly wow. it was just people just going just giving a person going through a very hard time some moral support and it was very heartwarming and also sad at the same time yeah that i like that uh the comments are often uh a, a thing like there's a community associated with uh, a lot of these advice oh. columns like sometimes captain awkward will be like in this like that maybe there'll be an issue where a mental disorder is discussed but that's not the main issue of the thing so they'll be like in the comments like only focus on this don't focus on this don't be like what about this uh and sometimes they'll close the comments completely yeah. under certain circumstances but Sometimes uh, they'll be open. And sometimes I think every week Dan releases uh, uh, like a, a, a letter of the day where it's just like all responses to the to last week's letters and last week's podcast where people often like are like, that was good. But also I'd say this or you missed the mark on this or like at the yeah. end of every one of his podcasts as well. He has people call in and they'll be like, I was actually in that situation. And I think this would be a valuable thing that this person could use. Maybe right. you don't know about this resource or this other option. And Prudence also has that because Prudence, uh, the column is done initially as a live chat for the members. And so sometimes that will be people like the later letters will be someone going like, uh, read this letter. Uh, you might want to reconsider this. And and there'll be a certain amount of like, oh, yeah, I missed that in the actual question or or that's good extra information or Prudence will open it up to people going hey, does anyone else have any take on this? Because I have never been a school janitor and I don't know what the etiquette is here or whatever the, the specific so situation is. Yeah. Can I tell you guys, uh, or y'all, uh, that I used to, I, I used to, what do, what do I want to say? I've, I have, I know one per, I know two people who have written letters to Dan Savage that were in either the column or the podcast. One of them is uh, my friend, uh, comedy uh, non-stand-up comedian, but uh, previous stand-up comedian and current improv and actor human being, Micah Sherman, very funny guy, good friend oh, yeah. of mine. He had written in uh, a time to Dan Savage saying that uh, I think he had a ground floor apartment in New York and he was having sex with a girlfriend at the time and they had not closed their shades and there was somebody across the way that was just looking in at them and he was basically like hey like shouldn't that guy not do that isn't that guy being like a weird creepo and Dan was basically like close your shades you're in New York City like even if you know and this is a situation where you know Mike is not like ethically in the wrong he's just practically speaking what he can control is his own curtains as opposed to that other person's actions. Uh, and then, uh, about five years ago, I was dating a woman, uh, who lived at the time in, uh, her mother's home and I stayed with her overnight once. And it months later, uh, a call came in and I was like, is that my girlfriend's voice? Uh, and it was about how in the middle of the night, I think we had been having sex and her mother like 
walked into the room and then walked out of the room and we weren't sure if she had been asleep and sleepwalking or if she had not been doing that and like then neither of them had referenced it the next day and I think uh, my girlfriend at the time was like should I bring it up to her should... and uh, Jackie you're you don't you're not of the advice column world but I see on the zoom uh, video that you were shaking your head no which is the correct answer uh, no need to bring no it up need. yeah yeah <laughs> that's bananas I have to say that I had an apartment with I don't know if you know Jennifer McLean used to do stand-up comedy mm, married sure. now to Aaron Lee who is mm. head writer of uh, I think he was he was head writer I think a family guy for a while mm, huh. I may be wrong I don't have everybody's <laughs> uh, IMDB in front of me but anyway Jennifer McLean was my roommate for several years when I first moved to Los Angeles and we would have movie nights some nights and we would invite over comics and we would watch a movie and one night we invited a, a bunch of people over and Right, we lived sort of in a giant bunk bed of a studio where there were two, essentially two rooms, but there was no wall, and it was a, it was a giant. It was her room was up high, my room was down low, and then there was a staircase that went up, and there were two bathrooms. It's a great story. Anyway, the thing is, is we were on the second floor. Look, and and you could stand outside and look. It was an open courtyard, kind of Melrose Place kind of thing, uh-huh. and. There was all the all the the guys, uh, you know, we hadn't set up the movie yet. They were standing kind of on the, the porch outside of the, the apartment and looking down. And then one of them came in and then all th- three of them came out. And then one of them came back in and said, hey, your neighbor is masturbating uh, down there with her curtains open. Um, let's watch that for a while. <laughs> and um, <laughs> That's what. So we all stood and watched her until she finished, and uh, and then we watched a movie. Anyway, um, yeah, you should always close your your curtains unless, in her case, I think she was excited. She just had one show a night, though. There, uh, just so everyone knows. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. what? So what are? Um, we're we're doing great, by the way. Let me reintroduce the fact that I am speaking with Matt Kirshen, who, as you may know. Uh, from his voice is from the UK and it is at Matt Kirshen. Kirshen is with a K K I R S H E. And he has a podcast called probably science. And that is probably available on all of the platforms that um, podcasts are available. Matt Kirshen. I'd say so. I think we've got most of them down. All right. So you uh, can can start with one of the episodes featuring either Jackie Cation or Mike Kaplan. Mm. Oh, there you go. It'll be quite a circle at Matt Kirshen on Twitter and at Matt underscore Kirshen on Instagram. Mike Kaplan uh, is not from the UK. He is uh, from the United States of America. It is Mike is spelled M-Y-Q-K-A-P-L-A-N. And it is at Mike Kaplan on both Twitter and Instagram. On May 8th, he has a new album out called AKA, that is an acronym, and it is available for pre-order, I think now, right? April? April 17th, yes. Okay. So if it's after that, it's available. After that, there you go. Now, here's my next question regarding advice columns. Uh. Now, (laughs) that's a game showy. Oh, yeah. Um, so uh, we, we've heard about some heartwarming ones. We've heard about some dum-dums. Uh, is there a third category that I'm not remembering? I think there is. Uh, I, well, I think there's a bunch of categories. Those are, I, th- those are sort of uh, two general ones. So, there is the easily fixed ones, I think, where it, it – like often – I think Prudence particularly has this one where, where quite often it's just – someone writing in because they want a lead on 
how to say something to someone. It's almost like it'll be kind of. Say can that you again get... because you froze up a little bit, Matt. Uh, I said uh, sometimes uh, they'll write in just because they need a lead on how to talk to someone. It'll be more like, can you give me a script to say this to this person? Like, what is a way to say to my coworker that I would like this behavior to change or that this thing or to stop this thing? And quite often it's as simple as that. It's just like, uh, hey, here is one to do. Uh, qu quite often it's uh, one that does come up as a recurring theme, I think particularly for prudence, is people keep saying this rude thing to me and what's a thing to say to them in this situation? Okay. Like, uh like I don't have children. How do I? Or like, or I have a distinctive hairstyle, and people need to comment on it or something. And what do I say? And oh, sometimes yeah. oh, the advice is just yeah. like pause for a while <laughs> and oh. and let them sit in their discomfort, or some, or just give them a kind of um, what a curious thing to say. Yeah, or if it's like a uh, a lesbian couple with a baby, and they might might get the question like, "How'd you get that baby?" Which might be <laughs> oh, a God. very personal question. Be like, "Which one of your bodies did something?" Like with yeah. somebody's like, "Do we you know get this? each other?" Yeah, who's who's was a spunk? Describe. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I think that that I think it's like a spectrum. And I would also uh, add there's I don't know if this is a category, but like the idea of a reasonable person in like unreasonable circumstances, like what do I do? How do I do it? Maybe we've touched upon this, like a person who maybe can't leave their home because they're underage and don't have their own money stream. But it's a almost unlivable situation or a roommate situation where the roommates are being unreasonable, but everybody is on the lease and how do I or, or what what can I do and sometimes it is just that people want there to be an answer that makes everyone happy as opposed to you know be like how how do I do the perfect thing or what can I like what's the magic thing to say when sometimes the thing is to just accept that there will not be a situation uh, a resolution that makes everyone happy but that it's not Sometimes it's the the advice is it's not your job to make everyone happy. It's it's your your job, hopefully, to be, uh, you know, kind to everyone, respectful to everyone, including yourself. And then sometimes that might involve setting boundaries with people that seem like they could be reasonable people. Sometimes it's a. Like a woman, I, I, I don't mean to make it all gendered, but very frequently based on the dynamics uh, of gender in our society, frequently there could be a woman talking about a man who might be talking to her more than she wants to be, like at work or they go to the same coffee shop and she's like, I don't want to hurt his feet. I don't want to make him uncomfortable. And then I feel like the Dan Savage answer or any of their answers is basically like, well, he's making you uncomfortable. So you can at least undo that, extract yourself from that and worry about, don't worry about making him uncomfortable. Worry about extracting yourself from the discomfort. And if that also makes him uncomfortable, that like sometimes it's like, hey, maybe he doesn't know. So maybe just be like, hey, can you not do that thing? And like a, a reasonable person, be like, "Oh, I had no idea that the thing that I was doing was a thing not to do." My bad. Oh, so sorry. I, I, I would even say that that what Mike just said, that last bit is another category of letters that comes up a lot, which is the someone writing in to express their annoyance about something that they have never bothered to try to communicate to the relevant person that it is annoying. They're like, "How do I make this person stop doing this?" And you're like, "Well, one thing you could do is mention to them." <laughs> 
that 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 is behavior that you have found disconcerting. That uh, is your least favorite kind of behavior. How about you yeah, use your words? Yeah, and go, hey, just you like, know what hey, I don't uh, enjoy? And there are ways to like, hey, maybe, hey, you know what? It would really help me out if you could just eat that in the break room rather than at your desk. Yeah. And if you could not make fish in the in the communal yeah. uh, microwave, that'd be great. You know, uh, when I was uh, in college, I was a resident assistant, and some of the uh, co- room we did like a lot of roommate conflict role playing. You know, in advance in training oh, to good. be like, oh, if roommates come to you with an issue, and I feel like the classic, almost unsolvable issue is like my what my roommate likes to stay up late and they make noise and have the light on and i like to go to sleep early and then the the roommate's like but i like to sleep in and they make noise in the morning and it's just like nobody is wrong nobody is like incorrect in like knowing who they are and how they want to live their lives and it, the best answer would be just well maybe you uh, hopefully don't have to live together forever uh, <laughs> And maybe you can pair up with someone whose circadian rhythm is more closely aligned with yours (laughs) next next term next year, but yeah, exactly that. Like sometimes on the um on on the am I the asshole uh, subreddit, people vote and uh, there's a bot that tallies up the votes eventually and it sort of gives it a rating and the the I think there are five categories of things you can vote which are each have their initialisms, and it's just uh like. YTA for you're the asshole. Uh, like there's not the asshole. Um, no, no assholes here, or everyone sucks here, <laughs> or more info needed, which is quite a common one. Which... <laughs> right, because because the way we all spin it. I know that um, someone was saying to me, what uh, here was so a friend of mine was saying that that she had a friend. So this is like two degrees of whatever. Um, they said that in our current situation where we're all sort of quarantined, right? And we're all hunkered down and waiting it out, um, yep. that they that they wake up in fear sometimes, that they're super scared. Uh-huh. And they're like, you know, I wake up and I'm scared and I want to fix it. I'm like, well, you can't live in fear. So you, I got to fix this fear. I have to figure out how to not be in fear. And um, through the conversation she was having with her friend, she said, I had to realize that uh, you can't fix or make fear go away. You, the only thing you can do is to let it go, is to process it, and yes, and the only or, way or to at least learn to live with it, which is I get, which is also the advice for the two roommates at college who have different body clocks. It's just like sometimes you have to accept that it'll be there and learn to l- learn that that will be a part of your life for a certain amount of time. Right, and then just do the next indicated thing, right? I mean, you can't yeah. don't don't let it paralyze you. Just sort of ex- accept it and and sort of let it go as something that you totally. can't control. You were powerless over, essentially. I, I have thought of uh, one another category of letter, by the way, yes. which does come up from time <laughs> to time, which is the fake letter that someone has written in. That either gets passed and passes by the filters and judgments and ends up being responded to as if it were genuine, or being called out as a genuine as an obvious fake. I think Dan Savage gets more than his fair share of those because he writes again about sex and adult relationships. And there is there's something like this happened and this happened. Like nope, that's not how dogs won't lick that. That's not a f- <laughs> like it's just you are trying to get your rocks off by writing to me about this or some. But then I think I can't remember whether it's Dan or Prudence or one of them will will if taken in by a fake will 
reply with, well, one person's hypothetical is another person's reality, so it's still of interest and value to reply to this situation, even if it turns out that this person has conned or faked this specific letter. Right, because it's just a theory. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, so much of uh, all... Almost everyone who reads or listens to an advice columnist or podcast, almost everyone who's in the audience is not the person who asked the question. Right. Uh, like, in, in fact, there's no guarantee that the person who asked the question is even getting the answer, except for the the times that they write back in and they're like, thank you. Or the times. Oh, that yeah. The- that's another one. This yeah. is the follow up. I'm a big fan of the follow up. Oh, yeah. Like Dan Savage sometimes will call people to get more information or to have like so he'll have a conversation with them on the podcast as opposed to just they leave a message and then he gives his answer. But regardless of whether the person who's hope, I always hope that the person who asked the question gets the answer that they want. But like unless they're as completist as everyone else, maybe they won't know that their answer was even on the podcast or in the column that week. But it not that it doesn't matter, but it has a greater purpose the same way that, you know, if we watch a comedian, you watch Mike Birbiglia talk about his wife or his girlfriend at the time or his ex, you you don't have to be him to glean wisdom uh, and resonance in your, like, oh, that's a relationship story that makes sense to me because it reminds me of my own life or, you know, offers me these lessons that I can use moving forward. And so, like, similarly here, like, there might be literal lessons uh, offered by these advice columnists that if we read them and we internalize them, then if we have anything near that situation come up in our own lives, like, I know so many people who listened to Dan Savage and then, you know, shifted at least something in their understanding of how to be a better communicator in their Uh relationship, how not to take monogamy as necessarily uh, a a default status quo that is never to be talked about, never to be brought up because it's just the way that it is, which is, that's the thing with so many people who are writing in and they're like, can you believe that these other people don't know exactly how I like things without being told? You know, it's, uh-huh. it's just, it all fosters communication with others and like introspection within self, I feel. And, and even if you're not getting that out of it, it's also just, it, like with fiction, it's a dip into another world. Like you don't have to specifically identify with any individual character in a book or a movie or a TV show to be able to enjoy that TV show. Or, or like you don't need to go like, what's the takeaway message of this show? It could also just be like, no, I like spending a while in the world of these characters. Again, like the same thing people get out of any reality. Yeah. Speaking of that, I have this to say. First of all, we are very close to an hour, gentlemen. <laughs> so you've, you've done vital work here. This has been fascinating to listen to you talk, sort of talk back and forth about the same dorkdom. Anyway, um, but here's my, here's, have either of you seen the movie Pump Up the Volume? No. I have not. It is a 1980s film, Christian Slater, I believe. And it is, he ends up being an advice guy. Ah. And because uh, he moves to uh, the middle of nowhere and there's uh, some sort of injustice that he helps resolve. You may want to look into it. It holds up. Par- parts of it hold up very well. Other parts of it are dumb, uh, but they were dumb initially. So it is called Pump Up the Volume and it is a Christian Slater vehicle. And that's the first time I ever heard Leonard Cohen. Uh, ah. So Yeah, because he also played some music. The soundtrack is amazing, quite honestly. I- Matt Kirshen, Mike Kaplan, you yes. guys should know this. 
it's been an hour. Okay. You're, you're doing some final work here. Uh, we're hoping <laughs> that the audio that we're all recording separately will be compiled by Patrick Brady and be made beautiful. But thank you so much for doing this show. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure to talk to both of you. Can I say one last quick thing that sure. just occurred to me? Uh, based on what Matt just said about, you know, how fiction and these letters can be like dipping into a world that is not our own world. It can have application to it, but it needn't. It can be for entertainment. It can be for utility. But it's sort of like, you know, those would you rathers? Like I had these, you know, this old book of would you rather do this horrible thing or this horrible thing? You must choose. You quote unquote must choose <laughs> and then sometimes I just be looking at them and be like I don't accept that I do not <laughs> want to choose either of these and I don't have to you can't tell me what to do book close it so I'm glad that sometimes looking at the advice uh, column information I'm like oh man I wish I I'm glad do I have to say something do I have to tell people what to do do I have to live this life thank goodness I do not and also the advice columnists don't have to either because they do get to decide what questions they air on their podcast or include in their column and they don't want to have a column full of I don't know that is a tough one every week <laughs> all right Rangers uh let me just say that you have been listening to uh Mike Kaplan M-Y-Q-K-A-P-L-A-N and he has a new album out it's gonna be uh out May 8th uh available for order April 17th aka is the name of it and he's at Mike Kaplan on Instagram and Twitter Matt Kirshen spelled like Matt Kirshen K-I-R-S-H-E-N and he has a podcast called Probably Science that you should probably find <laughs> and uh thank you so much for doing the show and Rangers you know the rules out there take care of each other my hat my hat my hat they're dancing around my hat <laughs> my hat my hat my hat well what do you think of that if it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh my God. Thank we you. Why don't we just call that as the end of the show?